imagine this. Over 2,000 years ago, a baby named Jesus was born. They called him Emmanuel, which means God with us. But guess what? It's not just an old story. It's your story for today. God's not some faraway thing. He's not just for special people or back on the old days. That baby born in Bethlehem, he's still right here with us now. We're on a journey this Christmas, from the stable to today, and we're celebrating the daily presence of the King of Peace. He's the one turning our dark days into light. He's now and forever, the beginning and end. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Our uh, scripture passage this morning comes from John chapter 16. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said to them, but now I am going to him who sent me. But none of you ask me, where am I going? Whether you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am, not, I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, this spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive that he will make known to you what all that belongs to Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, in a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Thank you. Thank you. I got to tell you, my heart is so full already this morning. I just, this just blesses me this whole morning. <clears throat> Excuse me, cold. <clears throat> but I remember seven years ago, we had very few children in this church. But through the work of incredible people like Sarah, like Liz, like Kaylin, like all of you who are volunteer, who volunteer on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday night at Vacation Bible School. Look what God has done. And I tell you, I am, my heart is so full this morning. Praise God. There's a missionary who tells a story that really struck me a number of years ago. And I want to share the story with you. The missionary was had an old truck and he was driving it from one village to the next and as he drove the truck he came across a man who was that he recognized that was carrying this huge load on his shoulders and he knew the man and the man was going to the next village as was the missionary so he stopped his truck and he said please come 
get in my truck. <clears throat> Let me bring you to the next village. So he gets in the back of the truck, and about five minutes later, the missionary looks in his rearview mirror, and he was startled by what he saw. Here was the man standing in the back of the, of the truck, still bearing on his shoulders the load that he was carrying. And when I read that, it struck me. I think this is a picture of how many of us live life in this world. God, as we'll see this morning, is present with us through the Holy Spirit. That God, what we celebrate at Christmas, is Emmanuel. Remember, Jesus would be named Jesus, God of salvation, but he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so I think it's hard for us to understand, to comprehend what it means that God is with us. What does it mean for us as we live our lives? But I want you to think about this image, and I wonder if it's you. I wonder if it's me. That we're carrying things God never intended us to carry on our own because we don't understand what it means that God is with us. We don't understand what it means that God by his spirit lives in the hearts and lives of everyone who believes. And so this morning, we're going to be looking at this great reality as we continue this series that we're on that's called, that's called God With Us, Emmanuel. And this morning, we're talking about the presence, the presence of God. And we're going to see that God is present through the Holy Spirit, and we're going to see, as we just heard Pauletti read, we're going to see that through the Holy Spirit, God is ministering to us as we allow as we allow. You see, we can be that person still carrying the load on our own. Or we can receive the invitation of God. And we can live in the reality that God is with us, ministering in us and through us to reach a broken world. And so here's what I want you to see. Here's the first thing I want you to see this morning. And as I share this with you, this is a, a theological truth. And I want you to see this. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, some of you may not be familiar with what I'm talking about here. So let me just briefly describe what the Godhead is. is. God is one God. We worship one God who has revealed himself as three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And what we see here is that the role or the task of the Holy Spirit in our lives is he is sent by the Father, he is sent by the Son, and he comes the moment that we believe to apply the work of salvation, the work of Christ to our lives. And this morning as we talk about the presence of God, we want to talk about that ministry of the Holy Spirit that is working in our hearts and in our lives. And so I want you to see this in our passage this morning. What we see is that Jesus promised his continued presence and the continued presence of God in our lives through the presence of the Holy Spirit. We see in John 14, which I'll just read in a moment, but let me read this passage that Pauletti just read in verses six and seven. 
what, what's happening is Jesus is describing to his disciples the reality that he is going to die on the cross. They are not going to be physically walking with Jesus after he ascends to heaven. Remember, he dies on the cross. He rises from the dead. And then for 40 days, he is with his disciples, teaching them and preparing them. And then he ascends into heaven, where he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And so what we see here, Jesus is describing what's going to be happening, and their hearts are filled with grief. What do you mean, Jesus, you're dying? What do you mean, Jesus, you're not going to be with us physically as you have been? So Jesus says this to them, rather, you are filled with grief because I have told you these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good. Think about this. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, who is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now think about what that means. How often have you thought, oh, if Jesus was just physically with me right here, if I could have just lived at the time of Jesus and walked with him. I have said that dozens and dozens of times. Ah, to sit at the feet physically with Jesus, to hear his voice physically speaking to me, to be touched by him, to be challenged by him, to be loved by him. How extraordinary. But what did Jesus say? What is he saying here? It is for your good that I go. It is for your benefit that I go. What is he talking about here? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Now, he's talking about, when we see the word advocate, what you're going to see, it's the Greek word parakletos. Now, parakletos is a word that we draw from in our own English language. You've probably heard the term parapro, right? Or paralegal. How about paralegal? Somebody who comes alongside to help us with legal matters. We use the term paramedic. Somebody who comes alongside us to help us with medical issues. The Holy Spirit is the paracletus. He's the one who comes alongside to help us. Now, how does he help us? He helps us to know God. He helps us to understand who God is. He helps us to apply the truth of God's word to our lives. He helps us by reminding us of everything that Jesus has taught. He helps us by walking with us every moment of every day. So we are never through the presence of the Holy Spirit, separated from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. In fact, the Apostle Paul says that because of the presence of God, we will never be alone. We will never be apart from him. When I take my last breath, even if I'm alone, physically, no other people, I am not alone. For God is with me. He lives with me. He lives in me through the presence of the Holy Spirit. So this word parakletos is translated in many different ways, and I've given you some of them. He's the encourager. He's the one who encourages. He's the one who strongly urges us. He is the one 
who appeals to us. He's the one who comforts us. He's the one, as I said, who helps us, who advocates for us, who encourages us, who is our friend, who is our counselor. In this passage, it's translated as the advocate. What a powerful image of Emmanuel, God with us. This would not have been possible apart from the perfect life that Jesus Christ lived. This would not have been possible without Jesus going to the cross to die in our place, taking the wrath of God for our sin upon himself. This would not be possible. This would not be possible if Jesus had not died and risen from the dead. This would not be possible if Jesus had not ascended into heaven. And when he did, he sent the Holy Spirit to each one who believes. Jesus said it this way in John 14, I love this. Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, again talking about his death, he had just said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Then he said, when Philip asked, but Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through me, except through me. And then he says this, I will ask the Father, God the Father, and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Parakletos, to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth is what he's called. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now hear this, but you know him. You know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the Parakletos. And so what I want to do is to talk a little bit here about, as Jesus talks about it, and there's so many scriptures about the Holy Spirit that we could talk about, but I just want to take this one little passage that Paletti read for us this morning from John 16. And I want to take just a couple of the things that Jesus says about the Holy Spirit so that we may understand the work of the Holy Spirit, the work that God is wanting to do in our hearts and our lives. Now, we have the choice to participate in that. We can carry it all by ourselves as if God was not present. Or we can receive that ministry of God through the Holy Spirit into ourselves in such a way that indeed we live with the reality of Christmas, God with us. And so here's the first thing that I want you to see this morning. And that is the role of the Holy Spirit is to make you alive spiritually. Now there may be some of you here today or some of you listening online and you have never opened your heart in true faith to Jesus Christ as your Savior, as the one that you will follow for your life. Maybe you have never made that decision. Until we make that decision, God says that we are spiritually dead. We are spiritually dead. And when you're dead, friends, there's nothing you can do about your situation. So listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 2. I love this. Verse 4 and 5. But because, speaking of God, because of his great love for us, his great love for you, God, who is rich in mercy, 
made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in sin. It is by grace, it's the free gift of God that we have been saved. It is the role of the Holy Spirit to bring life to us. Spiritual life. Now what is that spiritual life? It's the life that enables me to connect with the living God. It's the life that enables me to come to God by faith in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit so that I may communicate and know God. So that I may understand his word as I read his word. You see, if I am not spiritually alive, his words are just words. These are not just words. I don't read this as I read my accounting textbook in college. I read this as the living word of God that transforms me, that opens my eyes to what is real and true about God, about me, about my world, and about eternity. And so, it's the Holy Spirit that opens my eyes. I've shared with some of you before that I came to faith in Jesus as a teenager. Excuse me. And when I came to faith, doesn't it make you when I do that want to clear your throat? So sorry. But I remember when I came to faith, and I've shared this with you before, that the night I gave my life to Jesus, I went to church, and I was a teenager, and we had evening church in this church, and I, I understood the sermon the first time ever. It was like God was speaking to me through his word. The next morning, I got up really early in the morning. I'm a teenager. I'm a normal teenager. And I start reading the Gospel of John. And I'm, I pulled out a, a, a notebook and I started taking notes of what I was reading because I was receiving this for the first time in my life. And my soul was so thirsty. And my soul was so hungry for the truth and the Word of God. I was alive spiritually. And so we read the words of Jesus here in um, Chapter 3 of the Gospel of John, Jesus is meeting at night with a religious leader, probably at night because this religious leader didn't want anybody to know that he was coming to Jesus, to meet with Jesus. His name was Nicodemus, a very powerful religious leader. And he's asking Jesus how he can know God, essentially. And Jesus says to him, well, you have to be born again born again? What are you talking about? I'm an old man. How can I be born again? And so what does Jesus do? He explains to him. Jesus said very truly. Whenever Jesus says very truly or verily, verily, what he has to say next is of incredible significance and importance. Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and by the Spirit. Flesh, our bodies, gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, gives birth to our spirit. You should not be surprised at me saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Holy Spirit. Friends, You may sense this morning that you have never come alive spiritually. 
that you are spiritually dead. God is waiting and the Holy Spirit is working on your heart now. Will you open your heart to him? Will you believe in the king who came that we celebrate every Christmas, who died for you? And when you make that commitment, the Holy Spirit comes to live and abide in you, not just as your Savior, but as your Lord, the one who leads and guides your life, as we'll see in just a moment. Now, for many of us who are already believers, and we know that we're spiritually alive by the work of God through the Holy Spirit, I want to challenge you. Who should you be praying for this Christmas season who doesn't know Jesus? Is it a family member? Is it a neighbor? Is it a student that you go to school with? Is it somebody that you work with? Who is that person? Because we cannot come to God through faith in Jesus Christ without the work of the Holy Spirit already happening in our hearts. I have a number of people that I pray for on a regular basis. And I have seen God answer that prayer. My dad, my dad, who I didn't think would ever come to Christ, came to Jesus. That wasn't because of me. That wasn't because of my brothers. It wasn't because of my mom. It was because of the work of God. I believe and answered a prayer to bring my father to Jesus. Here's a second thing I want you to see. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to correct you. To correct you. This is a, a little pat, part of the passage that Paletti read that's really hard for scholars. But I want to tell you what I believe Jesus is saying. When he comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin, about righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because, speaking of Satan, the prince of this world now stands condemned. So what does all of this mean? Simply this. The Holy Spirit works in our lives to convict us of sin. What is sin? Sin is my rebellion against God. Sin is my rejection of the work of God in my life. Sin is not allowing God to do what he wants to do as I choose to obey him as my Lord, my King, the one that I worship and adore, the one who is worthy of my obedience and my love. And so the Spirit convicts us First of all, so that we believe. You see, we don't believe until we see a need to believe. We don't believe until we understand the depth of our sin. And so we come to Christ for salvation, but it doesn't stop there. The Holy Spirit continues to work in our hearts and our lives to correct us. God is correcting me on a regular basis. He corrects me through teaching and preaching that I listen to. He corrects me. Every time I read the word of God, he is, he is feeding me, he is encouraging me, he is inspiring me, he is comforting me, and he is correcting me. Because your pastor needs a lot of correction. And so do you. And so do you. 
Why does he do that? Because he wants me to be free. He wants me and he wants you to live a life that you were created to live. A life that is filled with the knowledge of God. A life that is filled with the truth of God. A life that is empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so God, by his love for us, he corrects us. I am so grateful for that. I don't like it at the time. He also corrects me when um, people I've given permission to come and, and they challenge me. Sometimes it's you, and I've not given you permission, but I'm giving you permission now, and you come and you correct me. And I listen carefully to what people say. I just don't accept whatever people say because sometimes people are coming from a bad place. But often what they're saying is true. If you don't know this about me, I kind of have a sarcastic way about me. And I'm kind of, I'm not always, it's all in fun. But I say things I shouldn't say. I've got something in my office that says, I'm just as surprised by what I said as you are. I wasn't born, I, I tell my wife, I don't think I was born with that filter that stops me before I say it. God corrects me. I can't tell you how many times I've walked away from something and the Holy Spirit, I just feel convicted by what I just said and I go back and I apologize. Even if I said it in fun, it wasn't appropriate. It was mean. I didn't mean it to be mean, but that's how it comes across. Here's a third thing that I want you to see. So I wanna ask you, are you letting the Spirit of God correct you? See, we are very defensive people. We want to keep God at a distance from us because we don't want to be challenged. With challenge comes responsibility. I've got to go back and make things right. But I tell you, it's freedom. That's the road to freedom. Take responsibility, make things right, and move forward by the power of God. Third, he guides us. He guides us. Listen to what Jesus said to them. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. So Jesus didn't tell them everything at that point. I have more to tell you. But when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears from the Father and the Son. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Now, what is he talking about here? I want to be very careful here. First of all, I believe He's talking about the New Testament. We didn't have the New Testament when Jesus is talking. We didn't have this. Jesus is talking about the New Testament. The Holy Spirit worked in the hearts and minds of the people who wrote the New Testament. And through the truth of God's word in the New Testament, God would be leading us into deeper, more profound truth, and he would help us to understand the reality of what the future holds for us. So I believe that he's talking about that. I also believe, and I want to be very clear here, that God will not ever communicate anything to you that is contrary to what he has already told us in his scriptures. We, in the uh, end of Revelation, I'm not going to show it to you, but in the end of Revelation, God has warned us not to add to the words that have been given to us. Which is why we don't follow things like the Book of Mormon 
and such because this is the complete counsel of God. Now, the Holy Spirit also works, though, to help to remind us of what God has said. And I have studied God's Word, and I've memorized verses over the years, and God will use that. Last night, I, um, I got to see, many of you remember uh, Eric and Denise Rager, who were just wonderful members of our church for many years, and I did, uh, conducted the uh, wedding for their son Matthew last night. And Eric came up during the reception and just shared this beautiful thing. And then I came up to do the prayer, and as I was sitting there, I was reminded, reminded, I believe by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I was reminded in that moment of Romans 8.28. So as I went up to pray, I began by praying through Romans 8.28. I didn't need to have the physical Bible with me on my phone or on, in, in my Bible, paper Bible, but because I had memorized it. And God, by his spirit, just reminded me. Many times when I preach, I actually script every word. Every word. Now, I don't memorize anything. I just kind of go through it a couple times, and then, I, and then I go. I can't tell you how many times when I've been preaching, and the spirit of God, I believe it's the Holy Spirit, just brings something different, something new, something I never anticipated. And God, by his spirit, guides us in this way. He helps us when we read his word to understand how my life, living in California in the year 2023, how his word is connecting with my life in this world and in this community and in this church. It's the Holy Spirit who does that work. And he reveals how he wants me to live this word out. A couple of days ago, uh, well, not a couple, uh, about a month ago, I was at, um, what's that, Juice It Up over, over here, and uh, over on Schaefer, and I was waiting for my order to be ready, and this young man comes in, and I'm listening how he is just honoring the workers, just very kind, and I thought, wow, you don't see a lot of people be kind to workers like that. So uh, we, I struck up a conversation with him as we're talking, and I just felt led to do that. I felt the prompting of God to start this conversation. We started talking. I mentioned that I was the pastor of this church. He lives way out in Redlands, and he uh, works in this area, and he, he said to me, I go to, he said, are you the pastor of the Church of the Big Cross? I said, yeah. He said, well, I saw that big cross, and so I go there often, and I sit in the parking lot, and I pray. And he shared with me just some things that he was going through. About two hours later, I get a call from him. So I gave him my card. I get a call from him, and he said, I just shared with my wife, and we think this is a God thing. And he, then he shares with me just some things that he's going through. And what has started is this wonderful friendship that I have with him. I have this wonderful man in my life who loves our Lord, who is encouraging me every bit as much as I am encouraging him. That's the Holy Spirit helping me to live out his word to love my neighbor as myself, to serve my neighbor and be available to my neighbor as himself. 
The Holy Spirit is guiding me. He creates these incredible moments in our lives where he brings people along our path. I wonder how often I miss it because I'm not in tune with what God is doing. My heart is not really that open to saying no to what I had planned for that day to do the very thing that God has set in motion for me to do that day. And so it's just being open to God. I don't do that as much as I should, and I, I feel really challenged by this sermon to be more open to the movement and the leading of the Holy Spirit to empower me, to enable me to see how the Word of God connects with me standing in Juice It Up, or me driving my car, or me walking in my neighborhood with my dog. i got a really cool dog. Or me loving my wife and my children. How we treat people matters. And finally, I want you to see this. Jesus said, oh, that's that passage in Revelation that we won't add anything to it. Finally, glorifying Jesus in and through your life. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to do that. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us. Here's what we read. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, He, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, speaking of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Is that awesome? Jesus is present. Jesus is God with us. Because through the Holy Spirit, he is communicating with us his truth. He is communicating with us how to live out our faith in this day. Now, will we open our hearts to him this Christmas? Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for these moments that you have given to us. Encourage us by your presence. Encourage us by your word. Encourage us, Lord, to live lives that are pleasing to you and honoring to you. And we say thank you. May you be glorified as we live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.